What's up, guys? Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. This week, we are reviewing James Fox and his UFO documentary, The Moment of Contact, which is pretty dope. And then good old Dave Smith getting into some uh, political-type commentary. Let's start the show. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. All right. Joined as always by my fellow co-host, Todd. Hey, What's going on, Todd? Oh, buddy. Just having a wonderful day. How about you, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some uh, thunderstorms here in good old Bose Angeles. Montucky. Yep. Well, at least it's not snowing. Exactly. That was a long winter, sir. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It'll so, be back before you know it. So what do you think about old James here? Are we starting with Mr. Fox? Yep, I think we should. So Mr. we both Fox. we both watched the documentary, uh, Moment of Contact. I recommend it to anyone that's into UFOs. Absolutely. Uh, kind of a bit of a different style of uh, other UFO documentaries, too, which I really liked. I mean, it's like very much a specific, like a very specific investigation into this one town. And Virginia, yeah, Virginia, cool word to say, and uh, yeah, and the story just kind of like unfolds in there. We have a little clip that uh, we want to play from kind of like a trailer. Um, it does have some Brazilian subtitles, so I'm just gonna kind of translate as it goes, but uh, it's Portuguese, bro. Oh, whoops, what did I say? Brazilian, idiot. <laughs> Well, but they speak Portuguese there. Yeah, exactly. So similar. Okay, I didn't know Brazilian was a language. Tomato, I lo- tomatoes. I love it. Love it. <laughs> it's the Brazilian version of Portuguese. All right, forget about it. I don't know. Okay, let's play this. Upon arrival in Virginia, the filmmakers want to hear from locals regarding the alleged 1996 UFO crash. A large monument in the shape of a flying saucer is a clear indication that the town embraces the story. The 1996 Virginia UFO incident, what do you think? A maneuver of that size with so many vehicles involving both army and police simultaneously. They closed the roads and wouldn't let us pass. Something happened that left us very suspicious. I believe the ET case was real. It was round, a round shape, and it was turning. It came closer. So we were only here for an hour and a half, and I can't believe how many people we got to come forward. What I love about this case is it's recent enough where people either heard accounts or experienced things themselves. Wild stuff. Wild stuff, man. And it's so interesting to to think about. I mean, I guess what really first caught me was like, so we had the the UFOs came in. There were multiple of them. One of them crashed in this town. And, you know, a few aliens somehow, like, got out and started kind of running around. They were injured. 
and the military came in and grabbed them up and you know a lot of people saw this doesn't it seem like a hell of a fuck up on the side of the aliens it's like you've got a <laughs> ship that can probably go across you know the galaxy yet what you break down and then all the aliens have to get out and they're just running around like you would have thought they'd yeah. have some better plan for like beam me up or another ship comes and picks them up it's like the you fact that, that one of them was like hiding in a little garden injured and not knowing what to do you'd think they have a plan yeah i don't know i don't know what the aliens were thinking but it's insane to see how many eyewitnesses there were, right? But we, we were talking about this before the show. In 96, you would think someone. Why can no one ever have a photo of anything? Yeah. There was I just mean, like a weird, like a few drawings of what they think they saw. I mean, there's no way we came in fast enough. I mean, obviously, it, it sounds like the U.S. military came in. You know, according to the documentary, that's what happened. Well, the Brazilian military did first. Oh, they started, that's right. And then once they supposedly got some of the wreckage and one of these aliens to one of their bases or multiple bases, the US Air Force flew in and, right. and grabbed them all. It was the hospital first. They take these little right. th- two beans to the hospital. X-rayed them. I thought one of the most compelling parts is when they talk to the, the I think it was Jose, one of the guys that touched the alien when he was first discovered mm-hmm. that guy ends up dying yeah right he had yep. some weird infection it just never went away wiped him out killed him right they should can they not do an autopsy on that guy and figure out what he had must be a very strange like viral infection that's not from this planet right for that to happen so i guess the lesson there is don't be touching aliens if yeah you, don't if touch you em. find any don't touch them <laughs> don't touch them Get one of those big nets that they use in the cartoons and just scoop them up that way. Those things they use to get the leaves out of the pools. Yeah, get all those leaves out of your gutter. Mm-hmm. Well, the the strong smell of ammonia, they, they kept talking about how strong the smell was, like when they brought the the beans into the hospital, about how the whole ward stunk of ammonia. Right. And just was so powerful that they, you know, if there's that many people... Well, Telling to, you this, they had to what? close the wing of the hospital down for many days because of how strong the smell was. Right, and it and it kind of moved from ammonia to sulfur towards the end of the pod too. Other people described it as sulfur, so very very strong smell. Yeah, I mean, but what I'm getting at is those seeing how many people he had he had as eyewitnesses now, even 30 years later or whatever. To still be saying the same exact thing, and you watch the, you know, the one gentleman who actually saw it land in the farm. Mm-hmm. He goes back to the spot. He calls out that there was a white house here. Yeah, remember he looks and there's no house. Yeah, and they realize that it's just like another hundred yards down the hill, and he sees the house and he's like, "That's it, that's it, that's it." That was compelling to see him freak out. He starts crying. He right, was he like moved. he broke down. Yeah. The guy broke down. It was a scary thing. So either he's a really fucking good actor or, I mean, he definitely saw what happened that night. It was, I thought that that was probably the best eyewitness that they had when he found yeah. when they got to the actual landing spot. Well, it's probably one of those things where he saw it. It still blows his mind to this day. Right. He, he basically got to see 
one of the most amazing things that any human has ever seen, and most people just call him a wacko for it and don't listen to him. Or he's barely even spoken about it, really. Well, he mentioned that, what was it, within a matter of days, he was getting contacted by people who said, we will hurt your family if you ever talk about this. Which is nuts. So he's finally now talking about it. What, what is the whole thing with governments trying to cover this up? It's like, look, I get it that you want to get a hold of them and get the technology. Yeah, yeah. To right. 100%. And you know what? When you find it and get it, please, by all means, don't tell us how it works. Keep it secret and build dope-ass <laughs> weapons and then, you know, send them in wars and keep our troops safe. Or just add the technology to the kind of commercial space so we've got awesome things going on. And we can jetpack around. But to just threaten everybody and pretend they're not real, who are you saving? Right. Like, how, of all the things that could destabilize us as humans and our culture and all the rest of it, I just don't think that we'd miss a beat. We'd be like, oh, shit, aliens, wow, that's awesome. And then, if anything, we almost come together as a nation. Right, it doesn't seem... In a country, in a world, and whatever doesn't seem like it would cause that big of a panic but maybe maybe they're just so afraid that it would cause absolute panic with everyone and my question is out. what example are they using that what other thing have they told us that would make us freak out like that it's just like i don't think there's anything and we clearly aren't very moved by war no. that's just we just pretend it doesn't even exist yeah go to war there's like natural disasters like shit's happening all the time that's crazy and we just we keep going with it we're like okay well what's next i got i got bills to pay and and things to get on with i just don't get it i like that joe was wearing a ufo hoodie as well (laughs) during the pod like that's a dope touch how about his buddy who he claims to have seen this video he talked about it right at the beginning he he had claimed to see this video at chuck clark's video or chuck clark's house yeah, yeah. and it goes to his trailer well that was logan paul okay so you know who that is right i'm not sure jake paul logan paul oh. they do the boxing yeah, yeah, yeah against like other professional boxers and or like uh, youtubers and stuff it's so he's guys. the one who called him to go see the video yeah and he took a hundred grand with him right to try to buy the video couldn't buy it but like recorded it with a pen uh, please release that well, that, so that's what I was getting at is, is because, I mean, maybe now that he was just on Rogan, you know, they're saying that if you come out as a whistleblower, you're not going to get in trouble anymore. Yeah. We've got, who is it? Marco Rubio is one of like, you know, the top uh, senators who's helping with this, try to pass this bill about the whistleblowing and whatnot. Uh-huh. So hopefully after this pod comes out, since it just came out, maybe we start seeing some some footage. I, don't I hope know. so. I, don't I know. mean, but how many times Jeremy Corbell been on Rogan too? True, and it's like making it really legit now. You know, other fighter pilots are stepping forward. Rogan's interviewed a few of them, so slowly but surely, but just nothing. Like supposedly, there are high definition, like pictures and videos of these spacecraft, and I'm just like, please, please, somebody release that. Yeah, what are we waiting for? Can we have one? We're not asking for all of them. Just give us one. They look super dope, and we can just zoom in real far and just check out the whole thing and just be like, oh, look, there they are. Super dope. And it just goes in the ocean. 
I don't get it, man. Well, again, if if the whistleblower protection is there, you would think that way more people would be coming out about it. Maybe we're just not hearing about it yet, mm-hmm. right? Because the news yep. doesn't want to tell us what is actually happening. But to have that many freaking witnesses is insane. For someone not to have more evidence, you we never have enough evidence. Yeah, and then Snowden, you know, I always go back to Snowden you know, having all this information and knowing how to hack all the computers and get into all the information, you know, when he was part of our government, he knows, or he's, he claims to, you know, he said that there was nothing about aliens and anything that, that showed him, at least in his mind, that we had ha- had actually come into contact with aliens in any of the records that he was trying to find, right? Yeah, that one's interesting, but I, but I, th- I've got a feeling, and this is just a guess, so that's um, the NSA is like a massive data-collecting agency, period, just from people. It just gathers data all the time, cell phones, emails, everything, and then makes a giant system so that you can, different people in the NSA and all probably the military with the right clearance can go into it and gather, you know, that kind of information. Maybe... All things related to like UFOs don't really need to go on that um, data bank. Mm. They wouldn't be collected in that same way, right? It's like Maybe. all classified immediately. Well, because it's not coming from personal emails, right? And maybe people that are in the reverse engineering of things, if you're assuming, you know, um, Bob, what's his name? Lazar. Lazar's thing is true. Maybe they have very specific ways that they communicate with each other so it doesn't kind of get grabbed in that world. Maybe. But you would also think it would be coming from other countries, you know? Like if the Russians have some information or have captured something, there would be some sloppy transfers of of information. There's, there's just not much out there. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer when uh, Snowden said that because it it confused the whole situation. I'm like, shit, where do we stand on this now? Maybe there is yeah. nothing again. Yeah, and and again, now that this whistleblower law has has come out, where are all the whistleblowers? Where are the people coming out? They're, it's, it, they're still intimidated. They're still scared, mm-hmm. right? Well, How could you not be? What about Space Force announcing that we are starting to face threats from outside this Earth? I think that, though, that article was actually talking about kind of countries making satellites that can, like, attack us. You know more so than aliens, but it it was it was a freaking cool headline. Well, but how about the the part? What was it? The two doctors claiming that they heard that they there was like a telepathic communication between them and the aliens. Mm-hmm. This is in the the Brazilian case, right? And how they explained the aliens actually felt sorry for us. Yeah, like they we hadn't found our way. We don't know who we are, right? Or what we're capable of. Sure. Like we're basically just not using the potential. Like what is it they say we only use, what, 10% of our brains or something? Yeah. Well, at a time. We really use all of it, but we're just using little bits of certain parts of our brain at a time. But Um, that, you know, it was interesting to hear that because it does feel like we're kind of just stuck. Well, we're not as smart as we think. We're just like the cleverest monkeys. (laughs) <laughs> like this is what people forget. This is why the you know the logo well at least on our Instagram is is two monkeys smoking weed watching Rogan's show. 
It's like, let, let's not forget really what we are. We like to give ourselves so much credit. And yeah, we're kind of like blindly in this. And if they're far more advanced than we are, which they would be, they've got a way better idea of like what they should be doing as a species. But if they're so much more advanced than we are, they're still crashing into a farm. Yeah. <laughs> and wandering around. Don't they have, like, you would have, thought, when it was like shivering in the corner, I'm like, hold on. Did they not have the right clothing on? They didn't have a jacket on there? You know, so like a medic kit or freaking laser beam come yeah. out and they just, they literally have like, also, Think of, like, just Boston Dynamics, the robots we have. Mm -hmm. You would have thought they'd have, like, three guard robots that are, like, real small that just kind of unfold and then just stand there and take care of them and, you know, do robot alien karate on anybody (laughs) that comes nearby. It's like, I I just feel like they they were uh, not prepared. Yeah, I mean, it's all surprising. of it is is a crazy. It's it's just an insane story, mm-hmm. but it clearly happened. I mean, there's so many people saying that this happened. There's so many people who saw, you know, the guards coming in and the, taking the beans away from the hospital and then moving them to the military base. It's just crazy. Yeah, and the amount of knowledge that this dude has for aliens and UFO crashes. I mean, he was just listing stuff off for. 10 minutes about all the different from from the 1940s on yep. he, he like had, knew everyone's name what happened where the crash site was it's insane how much he, knowledge he had, had a great memory yeah. and and for people's names too specific, right. you know in particular like knew their name where they were when they connected what their story was i mean he's he's done a hell of a lot of research into this and i liked through the documentary that he was such a big part of it too he wasn't like mm-hmm. behind the scenes just narrating i mean he was like on the street communicating and waiting for people to get back to him and, and speaking to all the right types of people you know yeah. the fact that the mayor there was like believed in it and was open to it and encouraging i mean you would think that that would lift a lot of the fears but who knows maybe the military back then really put the fear in god of God in, in into some of these people because there were quite a few of them that didn't want to show their face and, and their voices right. were covered up. It's like, why would people go to those lengths if this was bullshit? Really? They're scared. Think about it. But if it was bullshit, then no one is threatening them and telling them to shut up and right. wouldn't come near them. So right. they would just tell the story and it would be a cool story. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It was over there. It was awesome. Exactly. It's like that adds a lot of legitimacy to this. But again... We're in that same cycle of, like, no physical evidence. Nothing. Not even a pencil. We couldn't grab, like, just the dude's, you know, one of the sweaters or a bit of alien clothing. Anything. I don't think they wear clothing. They had to just naked? Again, <laughs> yeah. they were not prepared. Have a jacket, aliens. All right? You don't know how cold it is down here. Oh, so what other movies has this guy made? He's 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 only done UFO flicks, right? I think so, yeah. I need to check out some more because I really enjoyed the the moment of contact. Yeah, look look up and see see what else we got on the list of the for his thing. Oh, what about the story of the Chinese guy that was having sex with the alien? Oh, right. What? <laughs> it's like, come on. Wouldn't it be wild if alien sex was like ten times better than regular sex, and then he doesn't get to see any more aliens for the rest of his life? So now he's just like, fuck, I'm ruined. 
I mean, isn't it just all telepathic anyway? <sighs> you gotta wonder why aliens would be having sex with us, though. That story was a bit out there. Tough one to believe. Tough one to believe, though. Uh, and then he cried at the end. He was so passionate about getting these stories out for the witnesses. You remember yeah, that? That was kind of emotional. And that kind of wow. came out of nowhere. I did not see that coming. Well, all Joe asked him was, you know, how is your memory so good? And he's just like, because this means so much to them. They don't have a voice. They're scared. Like, you know, obviously he's seen a lot more of this than we have, you know, in terms of the effect of it on the witnesses. Right. But, yeah, that was powerful. Well, it seems to affect him, obviously, because he's, like you said, he's seen all of these eyewitnesses and talked with them personally. And when somebody's telling a story and they're telling a story that actually happened, it seems to me you would know whether or not they're bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Always. You're going to know if what they experienced happened or not. And I felt like that came through in the, in the documentary. Well, maybe w- a couple of people. A couple. Could be like good storytellers, sociopaths, you know, that just are like great at lying. Yeah, but and, why though? But so well, because people like attention, you know. But yeah, but but if you get so many people in a town, all together, all three of those girls that saw it close up, right? Like why? Why in God's name? They're not profiting from any of this, you know. It's it. It just seems. It just seems really unlikely they didn't see something really bizarre. And it's one thing to say you saw a light in the sky or something, but like an actual ship landing right in front of you in a field, how the fuck would you mistake that for something else? Right. And especially an alien in a little courtyard area. I mean, those three girls were right next to it. It's just, again, a bit of a shame that the most credible eyewitness, in a sense, were those three girls Mm -hmm. for seeing the actual alien. And they were little girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, ah, damn it. Why couldn't it be like an old, like an adult? Well, and all they have is the picture that they drew of what it was. The sighting, right? She just, the the girl just told someone to draw it, right? Right. And said, yeah, this is what it looked like. Yeah. And the mother went back there and recognized like a, like a footprint and kind of drew that out. And you're Mm. like, all right, well, that's something too. You know, I don't want to sound like this was a disappointing documentary by any means. No, it wasn't. It was well worth watching. I'm just talking about the whole UFO folklore, you know, from start to finish. Like, why can't somebody get a hold of just a piece of this? Some of the technology, something. Some of that metal that, like, unfolds and then folds back up again, like a bit of tinfoil, but it has, like, special memory properties. Well, how about the one with the fake symbol on there? Remember, he it was the was it the cop that saw the UFO right above his patrol car? Got out, saw that there was a symbol on the side of the mm-hmm. aircraft or alien ship or whatever he saw UFO. Yeah, um, and then they purposely right they he had you know it was like a triangle with three dots or something, and he drew it out to the authority or to the. Um, what was it, FBI or whoever came in? I can't remember who who he told. But anyway, he drew it out, and they purposely drew out a separate symbol so that if anyone, you know, any other eyewitnesses, you know, around that time came back in and said, hey, I saw a ship too, and this is what the symbol looked like, they would know if they were lying or not. 100%. Right? Yeah. Smart move. That's a smart thing to do. 
Yeah. That was that was cool to see also his his emotional state when he's telling these stories. I mean, he's you think you would think that imagine if it was just like a NASCAR. You know how they have sponsors all over the car? That that's all that symbol was. It was <laughs> right. for like the alien Coca-Cola, some alien oil. Yeah. It's just like they they're like alien race cars and they're sponsored and we're like, "Oh yeah, look at that." And what, there was another one too. There was another one where a friend of his, or you know, somebody had seen something and then drew a picture of it. Um, but they kept going back to Frayer, right? Fravor, General yeah, Fravor. Is Fravor. that what it is? Yeah, that was the dude who in San Diego he saw the the Tic Tac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really like the highest ranking, most credible fighter pilot that's come out and spoken about this stuff. And you know he was like a one of the teachers at at uh, the Top Gun school. Like this dude, that dude is no joke, and very credible. You know, it's not like his right. um, um, career has been, you know, slandered because he's come out and spoken. He's still like one of the top guys, and he's just open and free to talk about it. Yeah, again though, you know, it's just. Yeah, I guess I guess there you could say there's the most evidence because the fighter jets have like video that mm-hmm. kind of grainy you know imaging radar video that they have. Um, it's more than what came out of uh, this town, but yeah, who knows? Stay tuned. I feel like we're close, people. I feel like we are just months or years so. away from freaking aliens. I hope so. Come on. Give us something. Has Fravor been on? Has he been on the show? He's been on Rogan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great conversation. Yeah, really good. And they got into detail about what's up. Yeah, actually, I would say, if you're like a big UFO fan, probably the conversation with Lex was better because they use more like kind of like scientific terms mm-hmm. when it was like really breaking down the technologies of what was used on the uh, fighter jets and how the imaging has changed. You know, and Joe's talked about it before. Supposedly, they've upgraded all of their imaging systems. Right. And as soon as they did that, it just gave them access to, like, much better imaging. And then these fucking things were just popping up everywhere. Right. So who knows how long before we upgrade that one again and we're like, holy shit, there they are everywhere. Because that's just how the technology works. I mean... The Bob Azar one's good, too. Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, so many of these. Jeremy Corbell, it's great to have on. You know, I'm just waiting for him to come on with, like, the absolute evidence. Yeah, give us the real stuff. Give us the real well, stuff. Well, he said he was going to come out last time. He said he was going to, that he had a bunch of compelling, amazing things that were about to come out, and then you never hear anything about it. Yeah. Come on. Well, but Randall Carlson said the same thing, right? Yeah. About, about the- all that energy stuff that they're working on in, like, Greece and, you know. In Maldives. Right. With, like, the frequencies and things. So, I don't know. Sacred geometry. Why is not right? he come back on? Like, is this just, are they blowing smoke? You know? What's happening? Let's find are out. People keeping them quiet. Bring it. Yep. Let's just wait. Anyway, let's uh, jump over to good old Dave Smith. I feel this was a great conversation. Dude, what a smart guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Good comic, too. Funny guy. Um, Biden's running again. They were not fans of that. I honestly can't believe that many people are. You know, I know that 
a lot of people are just worried about the other side winning. And I get that if you're not a fan of it. But seriously, this is the best guy we got. I it's mean, unfortunate. He's old as fuck, dude. That it's unfortunate. Is not up for debate here. Come so, on, people. Yeah. Give us somebody new. And they don't want to do the debates with him, which kind of makes sense. If you were his PR guy, you'd be like, yeah, we should not do the debates. But that does not seem very democratic. The president's got to go up and they got to debate each other. Absolutely. Like, if he's not capable of debating, how the fuck is he capable of doing the rest of the job? Well, there's so many behind the scenes people. Does the president ever actually do the job or are there other people that do everything? Dude, I don't care. He has to sound like he's doing it. And I, I, even if it's run like that, it's like you can't have the top. If this was a corporation, if yeah. all of a sudden Elon Musk is just saying wild stuff and can't hold a sentence together, dude, the board is having him retire in every direction. Yeah. You can't be at the top of something if you're not like being coherent. I get it. You know? I get it. We I need to find up. somebody better. Come on. Yeah. We get a lot of people. But there's not many options. Nobody wants to be the president. There's so very few people that actually want that job. That's you, the first problem. Well, people want it. There's enough people that would like to be president because people like that kind of power. Yeah. But well, can they win? You know? And and I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how the primaries go. But Kamala's not a good option, as we know. She's really just making some wacky speeches and uh, has really not kind of like stepped up to be the person that could take over. So that that's a bit of a bit of a flop. Tulsi would crush. Tulsi would, but yeah, she's they don't trust her. The Democrats don't trust her. She's she's a wild card. She's like Bernie. You know, she's too free. Well, he talks a lot about the what is it, the NDAA? This new act, National Defense Authorization Act. Mm-hmm. And is that where they just could arrest anybody they want? That is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like him. So uh, who put that in? That was uh, Obama, right? But then he was like, we won't use this, but we're also just going to, for some reason, make this the law. Bad move. I mean, someone's going to use it eventually. It was just like a freebie to hold people and not have to talk about it. Like, imagine the, you know, the poor suckers that get pulled in for that one and then that's it you're in jail for as long as they want no charges just held that's it nothing you can do yeah it was a bit doom and gloom man i mean they they a lot of the conversation just talks about how there's so many things that are wrong with the world right now, right? It's like mm-hmm. how do you come how do you come out of that with a positive attitude? It's a little tough. It was a little tough. Yeah. I, I had to stop the podcast a few times and then go back and start listening to James or some of the other like Machio and some right. of the other the, Well, but not everything can be fucking rainbows and sunshine. I right? get it. Sometimes you just gotta hear some some truth of what's going on around us. Yeah, and, and that's great. It was. It is good to hear those things, even though they're depressing, mm-hmm. right? We. I don't want to just pretend that they're not happening. I get that, but it's the same story over and over and over and over. Yeah, we know weapons of mass destruction were never there. You know, they they had the video of that general. I didn't write his name down, but there was that general who was on the talk show, and 
he, you know, Rumsfeld came to his desk and just said, "All right, here's our plan." Oh, here's the plan. Yeah, yeah, here's the plan. His, his, the seven countries we're going to be invading. Right. And the general was like, "Why? Right. What have they done?" And they're like, "Well, we just need stuff to do." Basically, they've just mapped this out since Iraq. That's crazy. And you know, it hasn't gone as exactly as planned, but. I'm not sure if there was ever a good plan to begin with. It's just, we just have to be at war all the time in order for things to run and for people to make money and for right. our government to be in control. It's like we're so scared that someone else is going to take over. We just have to keep conquering places. And what's our deficit? Like $40 trillion? A lot. It's $40 trillion. Yeah, we're not paying that <clears throat> off anytime soon. No way. It's just like, well, print more money. We'll see what happens until this whole thing blows up. You know, there. I guess the, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. They talk about Glenn Greenwald and Taibbi mm-hmm. and these Good journalists reporters. who are actually still reporting real things and are actually engaged at trying to get the truth out. Yeah. But, you know, maybe we just have to wait for quantum, quantum computing for that to happen. That's it. We'll see. We'll talk about that in our next episode. We will. <laughs> We talk about how little we understand <laughs> right. about what the hell that machine is. <laughs> well, they, you know, also, I liked that they talked a little bit about Ukraine and Russia mm-hmm. and about how, um, you know, Europe and America like put pressure on the Russians on that side, kind of like boostering the military and the fear that that would cause the Russians. That would be like them doing it in Canada. You know, and I don't think that's like anti-American or anti-United Nations to like talk about this. It's we're so quick to just say they're the enemy, we're the good guys, and that's the end of it. Instead of being like, hey, this is more complicated than that. Like, of course, they're pissed off and wanting to, you know, come at the Ukraine and then eventually come get us. I mean, we probably blew up their fucking pipeline. That was seems a big deal. To, seems to be good that way, yeah. It's like, I don't think there's many good guys, you know? I'd like to believe slightly better because we live here. I'm definitely on the side of the U.S., don't get me wrong. I'm pro-U.S. But, you know, there's responsibilities in all different directions. And it just kind of talks to the fuckery of, you know, what the government, the military, these big companies are kind of up to. I mean, they're playing, they're playing 3D chess that we can't even understand. Well, look, Putin's not doing anything. I mean, he's doing plenty of things wrong, but he's he's violating, you know, things that we've violated for centuries. Right. I mean, the the U.S. has been doing the same exact thing all over the world, and Putin's really just trying to have a stronghold on one country because he's freaked out if everyone gets into NATO, that they're just gonna he's gonna have no power left. He's scared. Yeah. He should be. But we're doing the exact same thing. Like you said, it's just like people pick a side, right? Putin's no different than any of our presidents doing that stuff that we don't even hear about, but that's the same thing. Yeah, in terms of just how close we feel, like a lot of people feel we are to like a nuclear war, that's really the the tip of this that is just terrifying. Right. It's like, look, governments... Play your games, you know? Keep us safe. Play your games. Capture your land. Get your treaties. Get some oil. 
do what you need to, keep the economy going. I mean, it's unfortunate. Let's try not to go to war as much as we can. But when you're getting us close to uh, uh, nuke attacks, it's like, all right, you guys are not doing a good job. You're supposed to be keeping us all safe. Yeah, and we're just perpetuating know. war. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just keeps getting perpetuated. But on a on a, on a good note here, let's talk about let's Tuck, cheer it up. Let's, let's talk about it up. Tucker for a minute. Tucker's good old Tucks. He's gone. Let's let's just pretend that Tucker, you know, didn't get fired mm-hmm. for a minute. But he could stay on as the you know the Fox commentator and get paid. But do you think he actually took a check from them? Or do you think, you know, basically took a check from Fox to to step down and now he's not allowed to have his own show? Or do you think he's going to go on somewhere like Rumble? Joe made a really good point. And if he goes on Rumble, that will be huge for Rumble. Yeah. I mean, someone should pick that up. Well, I don't know. It's an interesting question. (laughs) He has a podcast now, I think. I think he's doing one. Okay. I'm yeah. Figure out what that have, is. Have a look at that because he was definitely interviewing. I mean, he talked to Russell Brand recently, and I don't think that was on his show before he got fired. It may have been. But so I was, what was the reasoning he got fired? What are they? What did they say? Um, I think it was to do with the, uh, um, the lawsuit and the, um, voting machines, like the big lawsuit that he get, had. Let's look it up gotcha. for sure. Gotcha. But I'm pretty sure. Ousted at Fox News following network's $787 million settlement. For what, though? Dun, 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 dun. I didn't know he was a deadhead. You know, and I'm not a huge fan of, of Tucker. I think he's a smart guy. I think that a lot of the things he says you know, just like any other news broadcaster are just being fed to him. But I think recently it seemed to me like he was trying to tell some truth, right? Well, he feels con- bad about um, supporting the Iraq war. Right. And, and he really turned around on that one. I appreciate the, that. The bit I didn't like the sound of was he he really was rallying for Trump a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you know, now it turns out that once they got a hold of a bunch of his text messages because of that lawsuit, that he really wasn't on Trump's side and thought he was a lunatic. And I don't like that kind of disingenuous um, um, journalism. I'm sure it boosted his numbers on Fox. Yeah, he's just pretending and to pandering. like the guy. Yeah, but that's, that's I don't bullshit. Know. It makes me think like, all right, well, you have lost some credibility even if you go out on your own, start doing a podcast and like really start doing some kind of like saga news, crystal and saga news that's mm-hmm. like more real. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but you're going to have to gain some trust back here because that part was a bit bullshit. Yeah. It says Tucker Carlson to host Twitter show after being fired from Fox. What hmm. does that mean? I don't know, maybe just a show on Twitter. The right-wing TV personality said in a video on his Twitter feed Tuesday that he is relaunching his show on the social media platform, which is owned by Elon Musk. So now you can do video on Twitter, like long bits? I guess. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, you know, Musk is shaking stuff up over there because he wants it to be smart, more user-friendly and, and just have kind of more applications. 
you know, maybe that could be a really good place for news. Well, there we go. So what is Elon paying Mr. Tucker to do that on Twitter? Mm, interesting. Be a lot of dough. I would imagine. Do you think he, like, so he works for Twitter now? Kind of what it sounds like. Seems to be that way. Yeah. I liked uh, what they were talking about. Uh, so on Twitter now, there's some sort of, like, third-party voting system. Okay. Kind of behind the scenes. Like, people can check in and, and like, fact-check things that are oh, coming right, out. Oh, right, right, yep. That sounds like a really good system. I don't know how it all works, but that's definitely something that is useful. You know, instead of just people saying shit and then everyone's going, is this true? What's going on here? Well, didn't there were some government tweets that had to get taken down because they were falsif- falsified. Yeah, it was just not true. They right? fact-checked the White House crowdsourced. and yeah. took it down. Twitter says crowdsourced fact-checking system updated. How Twitter's Birdwatch fact-checking project really works. Huh. Read it. Does it got... Hold Some on. good info Hold on that. On. I'm trying to find the, the the best one here. There's a ton of stuff here. No worries. Let's see. I mean, it's a good start. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm. So, I feel like also, and there were rumors for a while that um, Musk was going to release some sort of um, crypto through Twitter as well, like use it as some kind of you know kind of banking platform as well as. I mean, you know, he did start or help start PayPal. I mean, he has a lot of um, knowledge in that area. And, you know, I don't know how all of that could go, but if it's if it's a, a platform that people are using a lot anyway, then it kind of makes sense that you could uh, establish some sort of currency around it. And, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to have to use that currency. I mean, obviously the dollar is not going to stick around for much longer. Well, we're hearing some weird things about the dollar. I don't know what's going on there. I can't imagine that it's really getting replaced by anything. I think in a way the Saudis are just kind of playing a a power game. But it would be a big problem for the U.S. if that happened. Because then they couldn't put like sanctions and tariffs and things on people Mm -hmm. in the same way. Mm -hmm. And then what are we left with? Just military intervention. I mean, we definitely don't want to get into that whole messy bag. Well, think about how it's already it's already changed the drug lords money so much. I mean, so many of these freaking drug dealers that are way up in the system are using Bitcoin right. to make transactions cuz you can't figure out where it's coming from. Not as easily. Right? So you know yeah. our government's already doing that. Mhm. I mean, you think uh anyone buying weapons from our own government is using actual money? Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> just big Bitcoin transactions. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky stuff. I mean, they have put more um, stop gaps on that recently. Like, they're definitely making that more difficult, and things can be tracked easier, but I'm sure there's a lot of laundering going on through the world of Bitcoin. I mean, definitely was early on. Yeah. Do you find out anything for the Twitter thing? If, no. I think I'm going to have to go to DuckDuckGo. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. We can't do all the research, a sloppy research that we do. But yeah, it's just wild. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think after hearing some of these things. We've got an election that is in somewhat shambles. We've got people to pick that, who knows if they're going to be any good again? What that's going to do? You know, the economy's struggling. The 
dollar is kind of all over the place. I mean, at least the summer is here, there and we, we can go. enjoy some good weather. There we go. That's a start. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of scary things happening, but again, like you, like you mentioned earlier, these are the things we need to hear about. We can't just walk around being apathetic all the fucking time, yeah. which most people are, which is the scariest part of all of this, Yeah, is that we can have a war in Ukraine and Russia going on right now, and no one is thinking about it. Not here, not really. No one's thinking about it. I didn't today, right, until I did the podcast. Right. You just don't know. We're so isolated. But that's what, that's what they want. They don't want us to think about it. It's the same story over and over and over. They feed us all this crap on the news that doesn't matter, and people talk about Bud Light cans and whose fucking face is on it. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. But those, those, that's what our news is now, unless, like you said, unless people are watching stuff on YouTube or you know, getting information from places like Slack where there's actually still independent journalism. So if we're going to take a turn for positivity town here, Adam, Let's do it. that's what we got. That's what we, we that's what we need is we need these independent journalists because you know we can't get any th- sort of real information about this Nord Stream pipeline other than the that you know one very credible journalist who came out the Ruben guy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but then he just gets you know defamed by everybody and just everyone you know calls him a kook and it's like no this guy is a brilliant journalist from you know, 60 years he's been we, a journalist. We just need those brave people yeah. that can, like, step out and take that kind of criticism. And then, you know, hopefully more of them do it almost like the Russell Brand thing with, like, a comic spin. So it's interesting to watch while he points out the absurdity of humanity. Mm. Well, Russell's good at that. He is good. He is good. Well, folks, on that note, a couple of good ones. Dave Smith, I mean, he scared the shit out of you, but the UFO guy, brilliant. Good old Fox. Check out that documentary. We appreciate you guys. Good chat, Todd, as Good always. Chat. Wait, can we can we say one more thing about the AI bots? Of course we can. We got lots of time. Because All right, we're out that, of was time. Right, that was right at the end, bro. Okay, go. The robots teaching the kids teaching in China. Kids. Yeah, it was like the students are wearing headbands and the robots are their teachers and the headbands are telling the parents at home whether or not their kids are paying attention in school. They're oh, no basically shit. getting tracked by these headbands and their fucking teachers are robots. That is wild. So it's AI education. Yeah. It's, this is a real thing that is happening in our world right now. And these poor kids are getting tracked the entire day. So if they do anything wrong, their parents can find out. It's, I mean, it's just so unbelievable. That, that is that, wild. That's a real thing. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe AI teachers are better than regular teachers. Yeah, but tracking your kid all day, just make sure he's doing all the right things and doing his homework and that I mean we just rough. that's like we need to change right there. we need to change the way people are being educated yeah and I don't think robot teachers are the future but maybe I'm actually on the side of robot you're teachers. on the side of robots yeah, okay yeah. I'm love it with that love it alright guys love you. appreciate you. talk to you next week <laughs>